you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Hello and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're going to discuss our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm about to be joined here by Chip Locke and Corey Kurabara Chodway, and this is episode number four. And we talked about the Citadel for a long time last time, and here we have one more point we want to make about the main story quest, and then we're going to get into the side quests on the Citadel. So uh, go ahead and enjoy. All right. So, Curry, you had some thoughts on uh, Shepard getting the Normandy? Yeah, it, it was very interesting. Like, one thing, once you're now got Inspector status, they're like, all right, you need a ship. So Dita have a conversation. And then when you go to leave, they're like, hey, Shepard. Yeah, let you know uh, Anderson's stepping down. Give you a ship. I'm like. That's kind of quick. I feel like there's a little bit more formalities you have to go through just to relieve someone of a ship. And to yeah. especially give a, a human alliance ship to be used by the Citadel Council races now? That is, Yeah, that is a good point. It, the whole thing, it's, it's also sort of weird because you go to the docking bay before you know that you are being given the ship. Yeah. It's it's like and and the game doesn't really guide you there particularly, so you just kind of have to go to the dock, or maybe it, may, it might in the codex actually, but um, you have to just sort of go to the docking bay, and then they're like, oh, by the way, here have a have a ship. It's like, oh, um, sick, I guess that's really cool. Yeah, kind of out I, of left field, but hey, actually, someone actually recently who that they just started playing Massive, like this is their first time playing is Legendary Edition, whereas I'm used to knowing how I need to get to things, where to go. They're like, how do I get off the ship? Where do I need to go? Like, how do I do explorations? Like, I where am I supposed to go? I realized, right, they don't literally tell you where to go. It's back in the age where still some things are kind of like more vague, less handholdy. Like, I literally know where to go on every planet. I'm like, I like remember like, oh yeah, I need to go here, hit this spot. But I'm thinking to my back of hell and after I saw them, like, right, how did I know to go here? I forgot how to get to the Normandy, but I was so busy. Like, no, I need to check everywhere in the Citadel. Like, Oh, there's the Normandy. Okay. And I just followed that away for later. Like that's, that's how I get back there. Cause yeah, it's not intuitive at all. Cause you come in through CSEC and then you have to get up to the tower. And so like, you have to go back down into the CSEC Academy to go up. It's, it's, it's a little, yeah, it's, 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 it feels like it's hidden and it's, yeah, it's, it's it's longer than it needs to be to get through there. Yeah, well, yeah. well why would I assume the giant elevator in CSEC goes to the docking bays? Right. Yeah, that is there should, it, weird layout. It's it's bizarre. And why isn't there fast travel to the docking bay? Is that's what I was going to ask? Uh, isn't there? No, no, there's not. You no, have to fast travel to CSEC. Fast travel to CSEC. Yeah, that's it. I, must it must it have to, it must have to do with however they had to load the docking bay compared to everything else that they had to put it somewhere far away that they couldn't do fast travel or, or I don't yeah. yeah I don't understand it but I assume technical limitations in this case either that or it might just be that there's a couple there's a few points where you get in or out of the Normandy and you basically get into a captive cutscene but and maybe fast travel would would somehow screw that up I guess I don't know there's actually a funny thing. When you're actually exiting the Normandy, if you're walking too fast forward, you can get locked to the door for a bit till it finishes loading in the assets. And it's hilarious because your shepherd like jumps at the air and starts like shaking violently and sinking. And I'm like, yep, That's yep. After, everything's fine. <laughs> are, we, are we allowing dreams and evidence again? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. But during this sequence was also very something very like once again foreshadowing. Stuff that happens in two and three is Anderson's like talking to Shepard. Actually, he's asking like how he feels about stepping down from command. He's like, you know, Shepard, this is not how I thought it would all go out in the end. Me stuck behind a desk doing paperwork. And then get to three, you know how things are going to go. I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't realize how fast you guys actually hit it. at some of these things. Oh, no. 
Yeah. So overall, I think that's a, that's overall a good summary. I think of the main story points for the Citadel. And at this point we can go ahead and head into the side quests. The first side quest I want to bring up is the, um, I called it C-Sec sister. It's, uh, where there's the, uh, Jenna and Cora's den, who is a, a C-Sec informant. Mm-hmm. So let's hear about that first. Rita is a bartender in flux. Her sister Jenna is a bartender in Cora's den, who is also moonlighting as a C-Sec informant. Rita is worried that Jenna is in over her head, so she asks Shepard to talk to her. Jenna doesn't want to listen, but Shepard bumps into a dingy Turian who asks to meet up later. The Turian turns out to be C-Sec Officer Chelik, who is Jenna's handler. He is trying to get information on an illegal mod seller named Jax, so Shepard meets up with Jax to get Chelik the evidence he needs. Once completed, Jenna is free to leave Cora's den and return to work at Flux with her sister. Okay, so that's that's the the, the plot there. So the interesting thing that I, that happened, uh, or the interesting thing that I thought there is that, um, again, like we were talking earlier, you you know, like you you run into that modder, and then you have the option of like, how do you handle that interaction there? Like you get. You wind up recruited into CSEC basically for this one mission. It's kind of like you do this mission and we'll, we'll help out this girl here. We'll get her out of danger. And then you have to go meet with, with Jax the modder. How did you guys play that out? I shot well, that. Dude. You shot him? Oh, yeah. You I shot him? him. You can kill him. Yeah. You can get in a fight with oh, him. It's another one of those weird little that. Citadel fights. Yeah. Well, like for me, I literally just talked to him. I was like, hey, here's the stuff. Good luck to you, buddy. There's also a second option you can do where you can just like say you're under arrest. That one is very funny because you can say like you're under arrest. And then he's like, uh, what? And then you just say, no, 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 just kidding. It's cool. Um, <laughs> that's what I did, except I didn't say just kidding. I said, no, like for real, you are under arrest. And he's like, uh, I guess we're fighting now. The CSEC officer was not impressed with the way that I handled this for him. Still let Jenna go, though. So mission accomplished. Well, yeah, because at that point, she... she- I mean, she fulfilled her purpose either way. Like, right. she's not... Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very funny to me that this quest kind of, like, messed with me a little because I, I thought... I, I had forgotten. Um, I thought that if I did the Korra's Den, like, main story bit first, that Jenna would no longer be there because, you know, they clear out the bar and everything, and it's like, no, it does. it has no effect whatsoever. Which yeah. I found yeah. sort of strange. Like, yeah, I would it, think it, it would, very- but... Right, it's like it's very weird when you go to Cora's Den and you see her name. You're like, "Why are you named?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a few things like that, like that stand out. That's, that's the RPG tropes of like, "Oh, okay, if you're a named NPC, like you must have some kind of significance because you're not just like bartender X." Yeah. yeah, it's also funny where you meet her sister is in the other bar. Yes. Right. We're we're like I guess they both used to work. I don't know. It yeah. I guess working at bars in the family tree the family tree or something. I'm not or the family tradition. Yeah, I guess. I really enjoy that when you complete the quest and Jenna goes back, her sister's like, Wow, she takes all the tips. Why did I want her here? <laughs> oh, I forgot to go back <laughs> and talk to them again. I literally forgot that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you happen to bump into her again in in uh, flux, and she's like, "Yeah, thanks, I guess." It's very funny. Yeah. That's funny. But interacting with the officer there is super awkward too, because like you you talk to Jenna from the you talk to her sister. So you go, I'm worried about my sister. She's in a bar. So you go try to get her out, and she's like. You want to blow my cover? Like, what are you talking about? Mm. You're like, what are you talking about? C-Sec informant Jenna? (laughs) (laughs) Super loudly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you go into the bar. You're like, excuse me. Do you know where the C-Sec informant is here? Like, I'm just looking for this. (laughs) Hello, I am not a cop. I am looking for drugs, perhaps. Not a cop. Again, cannot emphasize that enough. (laughs) Hi, all you cool kids. I'm a fellow cool kid, too. (laughs) You may recognize me from my prior ex- adventure here when I was here in my capacity as a cop. <laughs> Definitely as a cop. I'm, I know I'm strapped. Don't worry about it. Not a thing. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a fun one. Let's go ahead now. Uh, let's talk about one of the longer ones here: the Asari Consort Quest, because um, this one, this one has a few uh, a few nuances to it. 
Elcor Zeltan is complaining to Volus Ambassador Din Korlak and Elcor Ambassador Kalin when Shepard enters their office. Zeltan is upset because he has been betrayed by the Asari consort Sha'ira. Shepard finds Sha'ira's office in the Presidium and meets with her receptionist, Nalina. Sha'ira sees Shepard's entry and orders the commander up to her room. She asks Shepard to speak with the former Turian general Septimus, an ex-client who has been spreading rumors about her. Shepard finds Septimus in Korra's den. After some tough talk, Shepard convinces Septimus to sober up and apologize, and the general admits he lied to Zeltan about Sha'ira. Shepard returns to Sha'ira, who offers a reward, and Shepard then has the option of clearing things up with Zeltan. So, yeah, so so you guys are saying that's a weird one. What uh, what's weird about that? It it feels abrupt to me, right? Like so, you go. Um, I do enjoy. My girlfriend happened to be watching uh, this, where you go there and and uh, you talk to like the. You, so you, you go to the consort's office, place of business. I don't know what you would call it, and you talk massage to the parlor, massage parlor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that is what it is, isn't it? Um. It's never really made explicitly clear, but yeah. Anyway, so you go and you talk to the the hostess or whatever at the front, and she's like, "Yeah, so we could fit you in here in you know a few months, maybe." And then as you're about to leave, she gets the call and is like, "Oh, or you could go see the consort literally right now." That's cool. Um, it was, you weren't even booked. You weren't even booked to see the consort. You were booked to see the receptionist, right? Uh, what Nilan or whatever. Like she's like, oh, I can do a great massage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you make your appointment with her for three to four months. You don't even get to consort level yet. You're you're nobody. Now you gotta get you gotta fill out your subway punch card or whatever. I I presume I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, like, I, I like how this but, place is so close to the Citadel and everything. Like it's on the Dicer area. I'm like really, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's confusing. And then the like the consort when you go and you talk to her, it feels like like they set all of this up that like she's going to be a like play a bigger role. And certainly in this game, she doesn't. Like you you go, you talk to her, she gives you a a trinket, I guess, and then you're done, and you cannot talk yeah. to her anymore. And it, it, it just yeah. like the way that quest ended in particular just felt like so strangely abrupt. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, apparently, if you if you're me, if you don't like the the, the trinket, you could just just intimidate her to just uh, sleep with you. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's one. She's one of your possible things to have a relationship with that doesn't count for Paragon, but it's a, still a sexual relationship. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't do that. I was I was reading up on it. I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I had no idea you could do that. I think I had like a grayed out intimidate option, or maybe I just didn't want to use it. Um huh. Yeah. This is a weird question. Inter- yeah, because like you have to like you talk to the consort and she's like she's having a problem with this general. And it's like, okay, general guy who's getting drunk at the strip club, you know, as as one does. He's like Harkin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very, very similar to Harkin in that regard. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but no. And uh, well, when I went to talk to to Septimus, this was another situation where the intimidate and the charm options were grayed out. And so I'm like, I can't. Like this guy's like, no, I'll just leave me here to to be to stew in my own juices here. I don't want to deal with you. And I was about to walk away, but then I had Garrison the party, and Garrison was like, well, we got to be able to figure something out for this guy. And then that allowed me to continue the conversation and get to a resolution for this. Like, I'm legitimately curious. I should have saved it and gone back and like swapped out Garrus just to see like, if I didn't have him in the party, would I, would this have just been a dead end? Yeah. But it's very true. Cause the, like he's a general in, in the Torian army. So it's like, it makes a lot of sense. Like I know for like my part in there, like I had, I used the, the pair, the Paragon one just to, uh, you're, 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 you're a general who's had lots of wars and stuff. You've done, you like, do you really, did you really win any of these wars by sulking? He's like, you know, you're damn well right. I should just try harder. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like oh, maybe, maybe not try so hard on her. She's like literally, she's a consort. Lots of other clients live similar to you. Really? Yeah, you yeah. you fell in love with the stripper, bud. I mean, that's that's kind of the vibe, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't you can't do that. That's like the first rule. I the intimidate option is very similar. It's like you basically are like, hey, stop being such a pansy ass. Like, come on, shape up. 
and then you, you go and then you get the whole thing ends with you having to go to the, the, the one Elcor and clear everything up, which is just you don't have to. You can't skip. You don't have to. You don't have to. But it, why mm. wouldn't you? Because he's a poor he's a poor sad Elcor and they're always fun. Yeah. yeah. Solid resignation. But I do, <laughs> do want to play here uh, the clip because when you do talk to the consort. Uh, she has a gift for Shepard. Although I don't know if you if you take the sleep with her option if she doesn't give it. Um, but she basically gives a gift of words and she just says some like an affirmation. Um, so I want to play that. I think it's based off of your history. Yes, I think that's true. I'd be honored. I offer a gift of words, an affirmation of who you are and who you will become. I see your skin. Tough as the scales on any Turian, unyielding, a wall between you and everyone else, but it protects you, makes you strong. That strength is what kept you alive when everyone around you was dying. You alone survived. You will continue to survive. This may be who you are, but it is not who you will become. It only forms the basis for your future greatness. Remember these words when doubt descends. Yeah, so that was the that was what she said to me. Now I picked the sole survivor history and so that what she talks about you know you were this is what kept you alive when everyone else around you died i assume that's what she's talking about i mean it is kind of vague you did get through eden prime just you know as your recent exploits where maybe not everyone died there but a lot of people did um jenkins died notably so freaking leroy mm-hmm. yeah so she might have been talking about that but um yeah i don't know did you, i don't know if you guys remember what she said to you if if it was any different or, or similar like oh yeah that makes sense because like i think for mine it was more of like you you bring people together you're like your war stuff people like want to follow you it was a little bit a little well, bit chose, you chose yeah. i think you it chose, is uh, the war heroes yeah you chose the war hero skillion blitz history right mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah yeah soul survivor yeah she's she talks about you we, we both picked the same background i think but yeah it is different also, I remembered um, the trinket that she gives you does come up in not it's not really a side quest. So, I mean, it, when you when you're doing planet exploration, there is one planet and I, I don't remember what it's called, um, where you can find this big, weird Prothean orb. Um, and or it's supposed to be a Prothean orb, maybe. Oh, yeah, and you, that, you stick the trick. It, it's one of those like it's one of these quests that this is another thing that made me sad about um, not sad, but I wish they they would have done more. Um, <clears throat> it was another one of the quests where it's like, here's a wall of text. Read this like there's not the exposition is just read some text. Um, but yeah, you use like the trinket to unlock the orb memories or something. Um, And it's just this, it's a really nice little scene in that it kind of like talks about the Protheans. uh, Like you have a vivid memory of like being a prehistoric human or like a Neanderthal or something and the Protheans experimenting on you and yada, yada, yada. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. Like just sort of additional backstory to the game. And then that's it. It's never referenced again. I don't think. Yeah. I pulled it up that actually there's two for the phrases for her gift of words. It's mm-hmm. set into two. It's set into, into three phrases: the "I offer you a gift of words, an affirmation of who you'll become and who you who you are," and then based on spacer, Collins Earthborn, another set of text, and then if you're a soul survivor, war hero, ruthless, another set of text. Huh. Okay. Okay. So it's like, okay that's cool. Like uh, for mine, it was like spacer. It's like I see your uniform fits you through. You're born wearing it. You're a soldier through and through. Proud, solitary. Alone, but it gives you strength. And since I was a war hero, it was a, it is that strength that people are drawn to. It is why you lead others without question. You'll need that leadership in the battles to come. That's what I do find it interesting. She ends on the, uh, this may be who you are, but it is not who you will become. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the point, like you picked that history. So you have that history, like every, and every, and we talked about this last time where everybody's interacting with you based off that history that you chose, but like, as the game goes on, it's all going to be based on the decisions you've made more so than that. Like that's going to fade out and it's all going to be about like, well, you, you know, you did this over there and you did that over here and we're going to react to you according to that, not based off, you know, the, the little decisions you made at the very beginning just to get you through this early part. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I, I think that it, that part is actually a nice little nod. This is, I guess, another thing that weirds me out about this quest so much is, is it like, is she a mystic or a prostitute or 
some like and and I think it's ambiguous like they leave it ambiguous kind of on purpose and and one of um one of the the people in the the consort's office or whatever makes mention of this right like she's many things to many people and fills different roles but I don't she's just she's just weird like she's just kind of weird you just roll up and she's like yeah I I'm like a fortune teller I guess but also maybe space prostitute I don't know Very also confusing. your accountant or your uh <laughs> Your life guru or something. It's depends. yeah. He's, he's, this is yeah. just her side hustle. Yeah, yeah. She's, just, she's just she's just working the gig economy. Fair I was enough. Re- Read this. Apparently, you can miss this quest too if you don't help the Elcor, but also if you don't talk to Zeltan in the beginning before talking to Sherry, you can literally make the quest uncompletable. Oh. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder like, if they fixed that in Legend. Because I know they fixed a lot of bugs, so maybe yeah. this is one that they fixed. Yeah. I remember the first time I did this quest on my very first playthrough, I thought she was the Asari on the box that was supposed to join the party. So basically, I thought she was Liara, but I didn't know Liara's name. So I'm like, how do I get her into the party? Why that's is she not joining funny. the party? And then finally, I was like, oh, no, that's not. That's, so, that's so, so, Nick, <laughs> what, what you're telling me is you think all Asari look the same. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All, all, all I'll say in response to that is I, I did romance Ashley in the first game, so yes. <laughs> oh, oh no! Space racist. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a discussion about Ashley. It's in time. Oh boy. Because 2007 Nick and 2021 Nick have completely different hmm. reactions to Ashley. Hmm. So yeah, that's so, true yeah, for we'll, me actually. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I actually have like I was very sour on her, and I've I've kind of come around to to Ash a little bit. I'm, I'm. If anything, I'm more like no. I need I need to sit down and have a chat with 2007 Nick. Like, mm. what was going on with you? Fair enough. <laughs> I think all three of us can say that to our 2007 selves. It's probably true, yeah. I I found an old live journal that I had in 2005 that still somehow existed, and I deleted that very quickly. Ooh, oh, yeah. Ugh. Super cringe. I, saw it. Mm, I, I, I also found some stuff of like earlier conversations between me and my wife, and I'm like, oh, why did she marry me? I am like such a cringy person. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a Twitter thread where uh, somebody was making the point, like, you like you should never listen to college kids. Like I, I was out of college in 2007, mind you, but like just the point, like you should never listen to young people basically. And it was just full of young people responding. Like I've done this, this, and this, like, I don't know why you would exclude me. And it's like, you, you just can't be like, you don't understand what you don't understand. Like yeah. you will look back on yourself arguing in that thread in like 10 or 15 years and be like, why was I arguing in this thread? Like you, you won't get it. Like you just no, they like never, it's inexplicable. Like, and, and it really is. I, I had this exact conversation. I've never been on this, the new side of it of, hey, you just need more experience. But I've definitely been on the other side. And it's a no-win conversation that you just, anyway. <laughs> because you, you, you can't understand that you need more experience until you've got that experience. You're like, whoa, now, you know, you just, it, right. it's, it, it's just, it's just, yeah. So anyway. Guys, we've reached anyway, the level of old. Ne- Let you know that. We've exactly. reached old. <laughs> Yeah, we all so never ne- never listen to anybody under level ten in Mass Effect. Let's start with that. Okay. <laughs> so let's go ahead now. Let's talk about the uh, the preaching Hanar quest. That's so much fun! Oh my god! <laughs> in the Presidium, Hanar has taken to preaching about the Enkindlers, their name for the Protheans. But this is a violation of CSEC regulations. Shepard can intervene and has the choice of telling the Hanar to leave because it is against the law telling the officer to leave because the Hanar should be there or working with the Hanar to purchase a permit. Okay, so how did you guys get out of that? I yelled at the Hanar. I said, get the hell out of here. This is annoying. <laughs> and this is this is what, this is this one is actually true to life. I Me, mean, It's tough on a Paragon playthrough to, you know, because I was just like, no, this sucks. Like, stop it. You're being a terrible ambassador for your religion. Everybody's annoyed. Nobody, has, has anybody ever been like, oh, I'm really excited to see Street Corner Somebody, you know, yelling on a street corner about uh, the second advent or whatever. Like, no, 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 no. You have a building I will go to when I want to learn about your religion. Please and thank you. Yeah. Sadly, I actually did a very similar thing, but as a Paragon version, it basically said that was the same way, but only nicer. It's like, Mm -hmm. hey, buddy, what would the Enkindlers do? Would they want you to not not get your license to spread? Like, sure, you spread the word. I gotcha. That's good. 
get the license. He's like, oh, good point. Yeah. How did you do this, Nick? Because you don't you don't have the did you? No, I was or? able to I, I was able to get the license. I was, I was able to get through that option and just be like, okay. My problem was I, w- I kept thinking I had to buy the license from the, the CSEC guy that's there. And so I'm like go- going through his dialogue repeatedly and it's leading me nowhere. And then finally I had to look it up and like, no, you actually got to talk to the Hanar and the Hanar will just be like, yeah, you, I'll give you the money. You buy the license or whatever. And, oh, okay. So yeah, I got that all squared away that way. And then he goes away. So, huh. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's just, that's the one thing I, I mean, when the Hanar talk weird, they have that like a f- vocal effect mm-hmm. of, you know, it's like they're, they're up there with the Alcor is just so, as far as like just weird, weird alien races. But the fact that they're so hung up on the, the Protheans calling them in Kindlers and that whole, whole thing that they, it's like they shed their own light on the history of things, but in a completely different way, they they come out from such an odd angle. I love the, I love the newsreel that comes along about the Hanars that are protesting a uh, Prothean oh, yeah. Day site. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have the interesting image in my head of just these Profians, like, like Profians, Hanar using their little little tentacles and stuff, holding up like little street signs, say, <laughs> "Get off here! Don't touch the Kendler stuff." Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's move on here. I'm not going to do narration for this quest. This was the the I, I call it Shepherd Fan, where uh, Conrad Werner approaches you as you. Uh, you're coming around like a stairwell in uh in the I think the lower wards. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, man, you killed a hundred geth on Eden Prime. Can you sign an autograph for me? Yeah. Uh, all right, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I did uh I did sign I'm going to so this is this is terrible. This is like way too next level metagaming that I don't need to be doing. I'm not going to my first Renegade playthrough. I don't know if I yelled at him or punched him or I don't know how I made him go away. But if you if you keep at if like you let him keep hanging around with you and being cringy, you get like I like plus five galactic readiness at uh, at the end of Mass Effect. Three. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Straight up. Wow. You do. Yeah. He, it turns out he's like a, a, some sort of like very intelligent scientist, actually, who's just just kind of a creep. There's definitely a point. I don't think it's in the first part of the quest, but the next time you run into him, if you're a femshep, that he he basically hits on you and it, and then then subsequently mentions his wife and it's like, uh, wow, cool. Actually, cool it look, doesn't dude. matter if you're he does a very similar thing if you're male shep too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it gets kind of like, are you hitting on me? Yeah, it's like super super awkward. Um, but and I really I do enjoy like when he gets your picture, which isn't the first quest, but the next one, he, or maybe it is the first one, where he, or no, because you give him an autograph, and then the next time you see him, he wants a picture. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna hang this in my living room. My wife will love it. Like, buddy, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> uh, Probably the wife's going, come oh, on, really? Oh, again? Mm-hmm. Really? I don't care about Shepard. I, I really don't. I want to say my first playthrough, I was Paragon. And even then, I was just like, this dude's weird. And I was like, just go away. Yeah. And then my next pl- playthrough was Renegade. And I was like, get, go away. Like, you're not dealing with a Renegade. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've never, I'm curious to see where this goes because I've never actually let this continue beyond, you know, beyond his first uh, approach. Yeah. So I forget how it oh, is. Really? I signed the, yeah. I'll, I'll, I signed the autograph and I'm, I'm looking forward to my readiness points. Now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you also bump into him in two. And and I think you have another opportunity. So if you if you decide in two that you don't want those plus five points, you you have plenty of opportunity to I kick will. him to the curb. Yeah, I remember originally doing this quest and getting very annoyed at it because like I do each step and it just be constantly in my side mission. I'm like, I want my side mission done. Yes. When do I get this counter guy? I really hate this. Says I still have to do it, but it doesn't really say anything. It just says, said it like uh, said the fans like. What am I supposed to be doing next? Did I miss something? Mm-hmm. No, you just got to complete more of the game, but you know. There also was a bug, and I don't know if they fixed it, where depending on how you make him go away or depending on the dialogue options you pick, he will go away permanently, but the quest will stay flagged. Ooh, I wonder if I had that. Because like, I felt like, the, I think the quest was flagged for me on one of those playthroughs too, mm. even though he was gone, but. You probably did. Like- well, I'm glad I'm playing the Legendary Edition now where those bugs are fixed. Seriously. Mm-hmm. There are some other fixes so. I get to talk about later when we talk about other planets, but... Uh... Yes. Well, let's let's move on here. This is another one I'm not going to uh, do a, 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 na- a recap for, but uh, Emily Wong is a reporter down... Actually, I think right near around where you meet 
Conrad. Um, but she's in the I think upper wards. <sighs> she's asking for proof of corruption. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. When you go back the, the after you take out Cora's den, you have to go back into Fist's office and it's all wrecked up, but you go into his safe and you get some uh, discs for a proof of corruption. Oh and you can choose that's the question whether to yeah. yeah, you can choose choose whether to give those discs to her or not. So how did you guys deal with uh, Emily Wong? Well, actually, I, I, I already uh, got the disc before I even left Fist's office. I didn't know you that was a thing for a second. Like, like you got these discs? Like, I guess I'll take these with me. Oh, right. I think I just bolted out of there. Uh, I thought I stopped to loot. I must have just missed it because I, I just busted out of there and I had to go back, well, which was pretty funny. The problem is that that's when you have to hurry to meet, uh, to, to hurry to get tally. Right. Yeah. And so like, like yeah, like timer. yeah. If you're if you're not at all worried about the timer, and again, it's been long enough. I was like, oh crap, there's a timer. Let me let me get out of here. That yeah, you don't think to stand around like, oh yeah, I got time to get those discs. Mm -hmm. I was more like safe. Got to got to get in there. I'll get you in a sec, tally. I got three <laughs> minutes. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I didn't because I definitely did like partially loot. Um, like I feel like I got. A couple things maybe and i probably just missed missed the safe that's funny but yeah i just i hooked her up i'm you know i'm supportive yeah. of the press i also she hooked her up because i'm like i feel like because like, a paragon i'm like you know rooting out corruption getting these people to know yeah that's about a good cause it was worthy cause sure i'm surprised because the one thing i've been seeing all over my twitter feed is everybody like i punched the reporter i punched the reporter so hard <laughs> different reporter oh yeah, that's uh calisa been seen in algalon yes. why do i know uh, that, that whole name yeah. Now that you mentioned that, yes. Now I know who you're. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So this one's okay. Cool to help. There's then. actually two reporters in this game. <laughs> yeah. Also, I uh, Emily Wong dresses very provocatively for a news reporter. Is that just me? Well, she's a television news reporter, isn't she? Like, so um, she's got a. Okay. I, I guess I have not found television news reporters that dress very provocatively. Maybe you watch a different news program, Nick. Hey. <laughs> We 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 live in a society where the the Asari consort is like right across from the the Citadel Tower. So that is a good we point. live in a yeah. society. There's there's a lot going on up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just I was like, wow, that's like a very skin tight dress with like a lot of just open area. It's and a lot of like a lot of the fashion. I feel like particularly in one, I think they tone this down a little bit in two. It, it's like, why are people dressed this way? Oh no, they didn't tone it down in two. Remember, remember Miranda. Well, yeah, I meant more for like the rando NPCs that you bump into versus your squad. So. The squad is a different conversation. They probably have some very nice, comfortable, form-fitting fabrics that they've invented with uh, Ezo and whatnot in the future. So fair, <laughs> fair. It's all it's all Prothean technology that they've integrated into the clothing. Future science. Pro pro Prothean stripper clothes, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's she doesn't look like a stripper or anything, but she—it's like she's wearing like a really nice like cocktail dress or something. Um, that it's just and to you're the market. a reporter, right? To the market, like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Well, maybe, maybe she's like the Asari concert. She's many things to many people. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> hmm. I hadn't considered God. that. Anyway, spe speaking of, of of things that are many things, the uh, the keepers are bizarre, as we talked about. So let's get into. I think this is the last quest I have on the list, unless you guys have any. But um, let's get into the scan the keepers quest and the actually, it's, this is really like two quests, I think. Uh, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, but I, I I've merged them together for obvious reasons here. So let's hear about that first. Solarian Chorban is scanning keepers outside the council's chambers. Shepard interrogates him and has the option of helping with the scans. In CSEC, a Volus named Jalid is seeking help because his partner is trying to kill him. Jalid mentions that his partner is Chorban, who Shepard agrees to meet with. Shepard heads to the wards where Chorban is waiting with armed guards. He calls them off and explains that he and Jalid worked together and took the scanner technology from the company they were working for. They wanted to scan the keepers because no one knows anything about them, and Jalid was supposed to share the data they discovered, but was keeping it for himself, presumably to sell. This leads to their disagreement, and Shepard has to resolve the conflict and is not amused. Okay, so how did you guys deal with Chorban and Jalid? Okay, for me, I like I scanned like I, I wasn't too much of a difference. I like because 
this mission, like, we're scanning the keepers, no worries. Seems pretty safe. But, like, uh, Jahid, I'm like, hey, what you doing? He's like, Chorbin's gonna wants to kill me. I'm like, really? I know Chorbin. This is where it got kind of weird, though. I have Garrus in my party. He's like, ah, oh, Chorbin, yes. Really, I, we, he's been scanning the keepers for him. Like, you weren't at my par- party when I got this quest. How do you know this, Garrus? To be fair, Garrus was up in the tower, so he could have run into Chorbin separately. Tally also, he's not. probably been there. <laughs> he's also, but the thing is, presumably, you've probably scanned a keeper while they were with you. I sp- I mean, you could probably be real strict, like, no, I'm going to get everybody out of my party and then go scan the keepers, like, in secret. Like, I don't want anybody to know. Well, no, no, he literally's like, hey, this is that Chorbin guy we've been scanning the keepers for. He literally it's, knows that we are doing it. I'm like, how do you know this? Come on. Like, he was ah. informed off screen. I, with this one, I always have to like be careful to not scan all of the keepers before I go talk to Jaleed. I don't know if the quest still works if you, if you finish scanning the keepers or not. It probably does, but it always makes me kind of nervous. Like, okay, better be careful here. Yeah. I also just like, this is one of my like least favorite parts of it. Cause I always like, okay, I have most of the keepers scanned. Where's the other keeper I need to scan? Come it's on. The access hallway. It, for me, it was always the access hallway. It, There's it like this one that you would never go. You would never go to this hallway other than I think the keeper is like the only thing that's there. Um, and once you unlock fast travel, which you do very rapidly, particularly with the good loading hey. times. Yeah, there's just there's no reason for you to be in this hallway except to find this stupid keeper. Um, I was v- yeah. I was very proud of myself. I got all 20 keepers naturally because I was just determined to explore every nook and cranny of the Citadel. And as I'm going through the other thing, I was like, just mental note where I saw the keepers because I know I'm going to get that quest. Mm-hmm. So I was able to go back, hit the ones that I'd seen. And then the ones that I didn't, I was able to just naturally find them because I was fully expecting to do that thing where I would be at 19 or 20 and then I have to go look online for a guide. And now I'm like, well, which ones did I scan of the 19? And then I went on to retrace my steps anyway, but no, I pulled yeah. it off. Well, I didn't look at I, a guide I, because I'm like, I, I just, just put it like, I just looked all over to find it. I just know where they all are. I've played this game right. too many times. It's, it's weird that, you know, like the keepers feel like they're everywhere. Like they're fairly ubiquitous. And that's kind of the point. It's weird that it only takes 20 to give you that feeling. Like, I would feel like there should be more, but like, no, like there's, I guess that's enough of them. And, I, and maybe they, they move around in the future because it would make sense. Like you're not tracking them again so they can actually do, do a little bit more of them. But it, it feels like it, it, it feels like for as big as the Citadel is there, sh- there should be more, but I guess 20 is like the perfect number that it's like, yeah, they're, they're in all these unusual places and like they're out in the open. It's not, you know, you know, they're, they're all over. Except for the one by the VI, she'd get very upset if you try to scan the keeper. Oh yeah, that's right. She's like, step away. What are you Please doing? Please don't disturb the keepers. <laughs> I'm just like, how do you know that I'm doing this? Also, how are you going to stop me from just scanning it? Really? Why can't I just like literally go done? Oh, uh, screw you. And also, if it's illegal to like mess with the keepers, why aren't you like turning me into CSEC? Uh, <laughs> I feel like this should come up. I don't know. Um, well, I, I think I think we've uncovered a steady theme of CSEC just being inept. That's fair. Yeah. And so, point. like, why why would I turn why 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 would I turn into CSEC? That's just a waste yeah. of everybody's time. W- What's CSEC gonna do? Yeah, I was also trying to figure out um, what their plan exactly was. I guess they were trying to make money off of this somehow. But I'm like, I, if it's illegal to scan the keeper to do anything with them, I guess you, you can just, go through. It's weird because they like they steal some sort of technology from their employers, right? And that's how they come up with the idea to scan the keepers. But the I you, I don't understand um, which the the, the Volus his motivation because like I just just generally I feel like the Volus are monetarily incentivized, right? Like they're in it for money, but it, it kind of doesn't seem like like why would you? endanger your job and like steal technology to do this thing that is illegal and you can't profit off of. I never really understood his motive. Uh, there must, they must have seen some sense of profit in some other way. Cause that seems like what they're both thinking is like, we can get, you know, we can get this information out there and I guess the Volus is like, yeah, we can get, get the money for it. But yeah. 
Like, I mean, and the thing is, I think you're right. Like, like we talked about, like everybody should have more interest in the keepers. It's inter- like, I'm curious if we ever find out what data that we get out of this scanning, if that helps your galactic readiness or something, I probably doesn't, but like, uh, no, it does. Check. It does. Oh, it does. Yep. Cool. Oh, cool. Yep. Well, even then, like, I mean, by the end of the game, we know a lot more about the keepers anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so this is like, you know, like we might just naturally invalidate their data by completing the main story quest. I'm pretty sure the keepers are there when you go to the Citadel in, in Mass Effect 2, right? Yes. Sure. I got to sure? I'm pretty sure they're in every time you go to the Citadel, they're there. Yeah. yeah, like, they're, they, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like they, they, like they, like apparently they are necessary for the Citadel running. They definitely regardless, are there in Citadel. Regardless in of, of, of their primary function, or maybe that is their primary function, regardless of their secondary function then. <laughs> it that seems to be yeah i think that is actually the the case um is and i think the game actually references it is is they you know whether or not they're their sort of secondary function whether they're connected and able to do it they they do exist to it i think the game like at some point actually mentions like they've just effectively continued to evolve to just exist to keep the citadel running no matter what keepers are just weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're real weird looking too like if you look at zoom in on like their hand things they're they're creepy well they look like they've been modified i don't even want to say evolved but modified to be the perfect like silent like they're basically like a drone that's with a bug core mm-hmm you don't say like, they're a drone, really. No. <laughs> Where have we uh, seen that before? Yeah. Uh, anyway, keepers are weird. Keepers are weird. So but I think that. Yeah, I think I think I, think I just yelled little- at Jaleed and was basically like, Do "You, I, I yelled at both of them." Uh, was how I got out of this quest. Is like, okay, you're just just finish yeah. your stuff. Like oh. y'all are idiots. Well, maybe I'm forgetting, but see- what was Jaleed's like reason for saying he was or trying to get us to get rid of? Like, what what did I miss? I was I got very confused for a bit. I, I don't remember know. Why he was- yeah, I I never Jul- understood why he thought Chorbin was was trying to like have him assassinated. There well, was some rationale. Chorbin had armed guards. You show up to the thing, and Chorbin's got armed guards there that he has to call off. Like clearly, like point. this is like. There was there was enough of a disconnect between these two, and they both thought they were in it. Mm-hmm. That they th- th- this is really like a minor like business dispute between like tr- two entrepreneurs. Like go out to coffee and hash it out. Seriously, but somehow somehow like some armed guards and guns get involved, and shit's like oh no, like I need a specter to save my ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is this w- this went off the rail. This escalated quickly. Mm-hmm. This is this escalated quickly. Yes, yes, it really did. I was like, I was, I was confused. I'm like, why? What? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think. I seem to remember an outcome where you can let. I think you can let Jaleed get killed in CSEC. Does that sound right? Oh really? Be, maybe I'm thinking of something. Really? I think I think there's an out. Yeah, and I forget how. I think that might happen on the Renegade playthrough, or it's just like this is all like I think you just dismiss him and be like you're dumb or whatever, and then like like somebody kills him in CSEC or something. That's Neat. fair. I guess I guess it actually okay. it actually don't, was danger. I should say like don't don't quote me on that. Like again, now I'm remembering like a 14 year old playthrough, but it could be something else that happens in CSEC that I'm thinking of. But I seem to recall like. What? Something bad happened to him. Nick doesn't have perfect recall memory like most protagonists in a lot of these TV shows do, who can remember every nope. bit of their life, <laughs> every moment. Nope. <laughs> yeah, there, there is one more quest we have on here. Oh, what's that? The rigged Quasar machine. Oh, I forgot about the rigged Quasar machine. Thank you. Um, this isn't really... Well, actually, no, this is a little bit of a quest. We'll, we'll just go through it here. We won't do narration for it. Um, but yeah, you find the Quasar machine in Flux, yeah. and then it, it's got... There's some weird programming on there, and it's sending a, a signal, and you track the signal to the wards through Barlavon's office, and then you find it in the one Hanar shop in the Presidium in the little back room where there's a there's a, a keeper back there mm-hmm. if you want to get all 20, but then in the little back room, there's like a, a server bank, 
And then you find there's an AI there, oh. and you're like, "Whoa, aren't AIs illegal?" And he's like, "Yes, that's why I'm going to blow you up if you if if you don't just walk away peacefully." And you're like, "Whoa!" Oh, Once up. again, this escalated quickly. Which <laughs> I don't think I'm, you can. I think you literally cannot walk away. Yeah, I think oh, that's right. No, because yeah, he says like I've got like a he's got like a pressure mine or something. Yeah, like, yeah you're stuck there. Yeah, yeah. This is not the, the quest I thought it was. I thought we were talking about the other quest where you have to cheat. A, you have a cheating device, right? And you wreck I the think- machines. That one doesn't unlock until after you've left this. Like, there's there's a set of quests that, like, unlock after okay. you do some of the planets. Oh, yeah, well, I actually yeah. missed this on, like, I didn't do uh, the rigged Quasar machine until after I had come back. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, you, cause you, you, like, trace down this AI or whatever, and it's, I think it basically is, like, I can blow myself up and take you with me. And if you try and move, I'm going to do it. And then yeah, you have, like, That's 20 like a- seconds to unloaded clip into uh into it oh no i i think you can try to reason with it i want to say you 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 have like the intimidator charm skills there which i did not have so my option was instead i had uh i had somebody who could do hacking oh and so i was able to like yeah in that 20 seconds before it blows you up i was able to do like simple hacking just to shut it down Hmm. i've never done that i think i've always just just put a bunch of bullets into it. Huh. That's funny. Yeah, you can you, yeah, it looks like you can you can disarm it. Huh. You don't have to you don't have to shoot it. Does that give you something too? Does that also give you random galactic readiness? I wonder. Maybe. It, it turns out there's a there's a playthrough in Mass Effect 1 where you just Max out your galactic readiness going into map. <laughs> you yeah. could just be like, oh, now it's time to F around. Here's an interesting thing, actually. Um, for the the P- for the console versions, they have a specific code you have to enter to disarm it. The PC one is randomly generated. Hmm. Huh. I don't know yeah, why I the other the, ones aren't. <laughs> the hacking and and scanning mini games, I think, are better they, like they didn't bring the pc variant over this so they're, they're definitely a lot more engaging um it, it's on the console pretty much just playing simon yeah well, my, my problem was i f- i forgot how the hacking worked so the first time i was on eden prime and there's like oh a box mm-hmm. and i'm like what? yeah i'm like oh yeah I'll, I'll do the hacking this should be easy enough and then like i'm like what am i doing here like the wheels the things were moving around and i'm like i don't understand and like and so I, I got locked out of that box and then I was like, okay, like I need to like take a quick tutorial. And then like, I read like two things. I was like, oh, now it, now it came back. Yeah. Here's what they want to talk about too. Why is like everything in the Mass Effect universe had like the very same locking mechanism for anything or just like even doing like mineral surveys later on, you have the same like freaking <laughs> right. circle thing, like everything. Like I need to unlock this door. Circles, get your arrow through. All right. I need to look at the survey, this mineral circles get your arrow through all right <laughs> you found some asari writings circle get your thing like get your, yeah why is, why is everything every race uses the same locking thing i know all, based on prothea but still the prothea is yeah. like this <laughs> yeah that's, that's all that's that's what they did for everything just assume it's prothean technology it's, it's everywhere there you go even on mineral rocks but i don't know how that worked yeah why do you why do you need to like <laughs> hack minerals like just scan the damn thing. I assume like maybe your ha- your scanner is jammed and you're hacking the scanner. To <laughs> okay, that's what we're going with. Probably buy a better scanner. Lord knows by the <laughs> end of this game, I've got enough money. So I don't know. We just, we just talked about some people. They had to get a scanner by stealing it from their employers. Fair so, enough. I mean, these, these scanners scanners might be hard to come by. <laughs> that's the real thing. The scanner drought of uh, whatever year this is in Mass Effect. Twenty one eighty three. That's Why the one. That one. This? Oh my god! Because the intra- the intra- narration probably. <laughs> all right, so I think that wraps up all the side quests. At least at this point on the Citadel, we will come back at some point, and there will be more side quests to talk about, uh, and we'll go through those because um, we are not done on the Citadel, not by a long shot. We're not done in, in the game because now we get to go. I think next we're going to go get Doctor Liara to Sony, so we'll be heading mm-hmm. off to the Artemis Tau cluster. And we'll talk about that, but that will be next time. Next time on Squad Goals. Yes. Excellent. So 
So thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. And thank you, everybody at home, for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MASH Those Buttons. Also on YouTube at YouTube.com slash MASH Those Buttons. Chip, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at WD. That's where double Y-E-W-D-E-E. And also, I am a co-host on the Wondrous Tales podcast all about Final Fantasy fourteen, right here on the MASH Network. And Kura, where can people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Kurabaris, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S, or on twitch.tv slash Kurabara, also on YouTube, Kurabara. And uh, you can follow me every week talking about Apex Legends on Dropping Spicy. And you can follow me talk about Star Wars on Clan of Three, where currently we are talking about the Bad Batch. And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the MASH Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news, and on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons and email us your thoughts, what you think about the Citadel and all the side quests and the keepers and how weird they are. Email us at squadgoals at mash.gg. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can and visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to Patreon-exclusive content. And you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg slash support. Stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. It's my favorite podcast on the network. I should also go. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 